All right, Daisy, welcome back. I'm excited to be back. We've got a great topic today. I know. And here's why I love this topic. Because a lot of people come to us and they ask us specific questions about marketing or about frustrations they have or how to solve a problem. But behind all of those questions, or maybe behind 75% of those questions, is today's topic, which is why isn't my revenue growing faster? Right. And it's absolutely a normal question to have. Why can't I make more money? I'm working so dang hard. Yes. And especially when people really have built a company and a product and a service where they go, gosh, I know we can help people because that's the one thing marketing can't do. We can't make you awesome. Like you need to be awesome and then marketing can work. Right. <laughs> so especially when somebody's awesome, it is a really fair question to be like, why is this not working and helping me achieve my goals? It is. And one of the things I love about Marketing Blender is that we choose to work with worthy companies. We don't just take on any clients. We're looking for organizations that are treating their customers well, that have a superior product or service, that have values that they bring to the business world. So yes, we believe that you should be making more revenue. Yes, exactly. And that the world needs you and needs you to be bigger and louder and have more substance and resilience as soon as possible. So here, where does your brain go first? I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tee this up for you. Like, what's the first thing that comes to mind when people say, what, or what are you looking for when people are like, why am I not growing faster? If they're coming to me with that question, my answer is going to be, you're probably not spending enough on marketing. Mm. And I don't say that to be flippant. It's, it's literally shocking how often I'll talk to an organization that has 10, 12, 20 salespeople and they have one marketer. Yes. And they think that that's an appropriate balance of effort in terms of trying to create current and future pipeline. And that's just not how it works. Yes, marketing is designed to be scalable, but if you're looking at your actual marketing spend, most companies have no idea even what the benchmarks are. They scrape together the loose change from the couch and that's their budget. Okay, so I wanna jump into that specifically. Like you mentioned benchmarks, let's go ahead and talk about them. So these numbers are a little dated because 2020, we saw a major increase in spend in marketing and that continues till today, but so I'm gonna give kind of some benchmarks. First and foremost, 5% marketing spend of your total revenue is just to maintain your current revenue. That means no growth, 5%. And then in regards to other benchmarks, what we see is on the super low end for growth budgets, they need to be 7%. But really since the pandemic, we've seen 10 to 12% of your total revenue needs to be invested in marketing. And if you're in tech or some other highly competitive field, it's probably higher than that. And I think these numbers will probably shock people. The good news is if you've spent nothing, you can move your way into those numbers. It's not cannonballing into the deep end. You can find ROI um, a little in, in a safer, more pragmatic way if you haven't been anywhere close to those percentages. However, I mean, zero times 100 is still zero. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you can't get ROI off of zero. So, I mean, I think you are so spot on that underinvestment. People are just, they really believe if they build it, they will come and we don't live in a world where people are looking for what you built. You, you know, we now live in a disruption world. And so you've got to go tell people you have something worthy. Yes, you do. And to your point, 
no, you shouldn't go zero to 100 with your marketing all at once. That's not going to solve your revenue problem because you haven't figured out the things that are going to work for your marketing strategy yet. So it's about you do need to start now and not next year or the year after that or the year after that. You're just falling further and further behind. But you do need to start with a reasonable set of tactics that you can test and iterate on. And as you find the ones that work best for your organization, you need to be committed to ramping up spend. And that it should be your goal to be around the industry standard. It's not the goal to spend as little money on marketing as possible. It's your goal to grow revenue. So those two things, they don't necessarily go together. And another thing to keep in mind is that if you are bootstrapping, if you're funding everything for your business yourself, you do have to temporarily be willing to sacrifice some profit in order to put that money back into your business to grow marketing. Oh, that's such a good one. And you and I are going to do, we already have it on the books to do an ROI conversation because that is really important. It's just being aware of your financials and understanding how to invest appropriately and not unravel the work that you're doing because you are communicating two goals that might actually be at odds with one another, like aggressive revenue growth, which eats cash and growing profit, which is a very different strategy. Marketing can impact, it should impact both, but not necessarily at the same time. And there just needs to be strategic conversations around that. So I love it. I love it. This ad is brought to you by the Marketing Blender Lab. Marketing is hard for everyone, but small businesses are stuck with small budgets, not enough time, and too many options. SEO, social, paid ads, email marketing, live events. How do you choose where to focus? These are the top challenges I hear from entrepreneurs. You keep getting generic marketing advice that doesn't apply to your business. You've watched tutorials and tried a bunch of tactics that didn't work. You still don't have clarity on what you should focus on to get results. You don't have enough time to get marketing done. And maybe you've worked with freelancers or agencies that have let you down. You can get expert advice and start making real progress. The Marketing Blender Lab gives you an affordable way to work with an experienced chief marketing officer and finally get a handle on your marketing. We help you figure out how to reach your target audience and get more customers, what to focus on so you stop wasting time and money, and how to delegate effectively so you don't have to do it all yourself. Join me in the lab and let's figure out how to grow your revenue faster. Another one that that leads me to is a little bit the opposite, um, same kind of thinking. So maybe they are spending money, but there's no strategy behind what are they spending on, why are they spending it, and why will it work? So no marketing strategy is one I see where it's just, oh, our competitor's doing this, or I heard about this cool thing, or TikTok has the largest growing number of people, blah, 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 but no decision-making criteria under, is that going to actually drive revenue for us? That actually brings up a good point about where are your marketing efforts going? So I do meet companies that are spending, well, we've always spent this, so we've always done this, we've always done that, or we sh should be spending on marketing, so we're just going to shotgun and do as many things as we can. Yeah. And they're not aiming at the problem to be solved. So understanding where in your marketing and sales funnel are things slowing down or stopping, or where have you underinvested? Those are the things you need to correct with your spending if you want to drive ROI. So if you have a problem that nobody knows who your business is, you need to be directing more of your marketing budget toward the top of the funnel. If you're driving leads, but they're not being turned from MQLs into SQLs or going from marketing into the sales funnel, that's the area where you need to fix it. And 
um, heaven forbid, if they're going into the sales funnel and they're not getting, being closed, that is a very critical um, area to address. I hate seeing businesses saying, we just need to drive more leads, we need more leads, and they're not closing any of them because that is a, a significant issue. And the further down your uh, funnel they go and start dropping off, the bigger the impact on your revenue because if you get, can even go from closing, say, 20% of deals to 25%, that's a massive boost in your revenue. So don't, Huge. don't look at marketing as we just need to do all of the things all the time. It's always about if you want to drive revenue, fix the areas of your marketing that are impacting your ability to get revenue. Yes. I had written down a note about people not knowing what their real problem is. And I like the approach that you're taking better because that's a little conceptual. But what you're saying and how I'm going to reframe this is that so frequently we hear people say, the reason I'm not growing faster is I don't have enough leads. And for 90% of companies we engage with or even just talk to or see, that is not true. They have enough leads or, but they're either not defining a lead appropriately and worse, and this is exactly what you're pointing to, they have no ability to see how a lead is moving through their people, processes, and marketing, and sales team, and thus they have no idea how many leads they're squandering. And that right there is one of the biggest reasons companies are not growing faster is because you are, they are not harvesting the seeds that they planted because they don't know what they planted and then they don't know how to water them, nurture them, and bring them to fruition because they're limiting. They just keep being like, we need more leads. And that is not how B2B marketing works. It's not just, hey, what about your product? Great, thanks, go to the cash register, done. <laughs> There's no buy now button on 99% of B2B yeah. websites. Yeah. It is, uh, it is the, one of the biggest things that we see is lead nurture is not happening. And lead nurture doesn't start once they're in the CRM. Lead nurture starts very top of the funnel. It starts on social media. How are you nurturing your audience on social media? How are you moving them into their next step? So it all comes back down to the buyer journey. We talked about this in a previous episode. What are all of the steps that they have to take? How can you remove fear and create greater ease for them to make their next right decision as yes. they move forward? Yes. And I, I'm just going to say it one final time for the audience so that they really hear us. There are leads everywhere. It, it is surprising how many leads typically surround companies. They just have to have the ability to see them and then the ability to know how to progress them, nurture them in order to take them closer to a sale. I mean, it is stunning. And one of those places, so another one I'm going to add is people take for granted their customers. And so there's two things going on there. Why is your company not growing faster? One, you're churning customers. So every net new business that you get is just replacement instead of growth. That's a big one. And so not having a marketing strategy and a customer attention strategy in place, huge. But then the other one, the customers can and should be going deeper and wider with you if you're really driving, give you insights on R&D and new value adds that you can offer that can increase revenue and increase their satisfaction. And that they are typically the most poignant place for referrals in evangelisms and, and maximizing the marketing efforts that you already have out there if you infuse them with customer testimonials and Google reviews and 
and just trigger that evangelism because you're being so good to them. It's very common to see B2B companies that spend zero dollars on customer retention because they think that's not part of marketing. Yes. And this is one reason I like to expand the definition of marketing to really cover brand experience because that's everything that your audience, your prospects, and your customers are going through with your brand. So don't just think about marketing as net new. It's Yes, it's a big part of the net new sales pipeline, but that's not the only place that you should be touching your target market. It should definitely include uh, your existing customers. And I think this ties back into our previous point about your leads are everywhere. Well, yeah. yes, if you're not selling everything you could possibly selling to, be selling to your existing customers, that's just revenue that you're leaving on the ground. Don't it's, worry, I didn't want that $100,000. Right. We can just leave it there. It's what? easier to drive revenue from existing customers than it is from new customers. And yes. it's easier to keep existing customers than it is to get new ones. So these are, it's very low hanging fruit and most organizations simply are not paying attention to it when it comes to B2B marketing. Yes. And the other thing that they struggle with is it takes discipline and processes to do this well, whether it's nurturing that new leads or whether it's cultivating your existing customers. If you don't have systems and processes in place that make this easier, then it falls on, okay, well, it's the salesperson's job to call this person every X number of months or whatever to, to maintain that relationship. Or are they emailing them every month? Are they doing the number of touch points? And you want to make that a marketing function as much as possible yeah. because keeping your existing customers happy, the existing cu customers are the people you know the very best. And you're going to be able to figure out what are the ways that we can appreciate and recognize and reward them in a repeatable way, in a scalable way, and make that something we do on purpose with processes and when appropriate with automation. Yes. Earlier, you were talking about brand experience. And, you know, there's another stakeholder, and we're not going to chase this world today, but another stakeholder is talent and is your employees, where that is so, so important. Um, <laughs> But it leads me to, and based on what you were saying, one of the reasons you might not be growing is because you got the wrong people on the bus. Maybe not even right people, wrong seat. Just those people should not be on the bus because they don't know how to sell or they're the wrong type of marketer and they cannot facilitate what needs to happen to accelerate your revenue goals. That is a scary truth. <laughs> but one that right. deserves recognition. It's kind of cold-blooded. <laughs> it does. Well, there are going to be people within any organization who either don't care if the company grows or they're actively threatened by the idea of growth mm. because it's going to change things for their role. Maybe it's new responsibilities. Maybe they think someone's going to be hired in over their head. There are a lot of things that can make people within your organization resistant to growth. And then there are just some people who don't want to put in the effort. And it, that may be a wrong seat on the bus situation where they need to be provided with a, an area where they love doing what they're doing, they're very comfortable with it, and they're allowed to stay in their comfort zone. And then you need to find the right people who actually have the drive to help you grow. This ad is brought to you by The Marketing Blender. As you guys know, I'm a fractional CMO. And actually at The Marketing Blender, there's a whole team of us 
For a fraction of the cost of a full-time executive, you can hire a chief marketing officer to write your marketing plan, to clean up your messaging and your positioning, and to drive sustainable results. We oversee multiple partners. We help mentor team members. And most importantly, we build a marketing machine that will drive results for your company for years to come. If you're curious about what this looks like, and some of our engagements go from a couple months to a couple years, check out the marketingblender.com. Yeah. And training, um, you know, so many different things. Like let's pretend they have the core skill set, but they haven't been trained in your type. You know, we see so frequently people hire a salesperson in order to accelerate growth. And I haven't seen that work in years and years and years and years. I mean, unless you poached your competitor's best person, and they are literally just knowledge transferring and portfolio or, or, you know, Rolodex transferring straight to you. That doesn't work anymore. That's not how the world works. It's not the relationship selling that it used to be. And so, oh, there's always a ramp up. And so those systems and processes that you mentioned earlier have to set people up for success. And so you have to have those in place, but then that person has to be good. And and speaking of marketing, so that, you know, I'm putting a little bit of emphasis on sales because we see it so frequently. It takes a salesperson to close most of the deals that we support in B2B. But marketers, that does not mean one thing anymore. (laughs) There is a huge wide range of skills, experience, expertise, talents, and types of marketing and there's no, there's no unicorn anymore. You're not going to find somebody that's amazing at strategy and messaging and digital marketing and website and graphic design and this and that, 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 that. I mean, it's really the riches are in the niches when it comes to skill set too. And we see, and unfortunately for our clients, have to help clients navigate a lot of marketer churn um, at their companies. That's true. And Sometimes it's about a lack of strategy. So you may have a brilliant executioner, as I like to call them, who's able to take whatever they're given and just run with it and really put in, you know, roll up their sleeves, learn new things, get things done. But if they're not being given the right strategy to work on, then they're kind of lost. Or you'll have an organization that has a strategy, but they're expecting one person to be good at everything. So again, they're not paying attention to what, who they need to bring in or who they need to outsource to. And then, as a final note, sometimes they're just doing particular tactics because that's what their in-house team knows how to do. Yeah. And they're not even looking at the dozen other tactics that they could be exploring to build into their strategy based on what's appropriate for their target market and for the competitive landscape that they're in. Oh, such a good one. Okay, I'm going to add one to the list. We don't have to go into a deep dive because you and I talk about this one so much, but messaging, 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 messaging so much bad messaging out there that even if they're running the right tactics, even if they've got great marketers without that strategy that you're messaging, but especially without, or mentioning, but especially without the right messaging that converts interest into inquiry and inquiry into progression and closed deals. Oh my gosh. And that is a never ending road of optimization. So messaging is another one. It's a huge one why your revenue is not growing as fast as you want it to. People always buy things for a reason. 
in B2B. Now, in B2C, you can buy things just because you're in a weird mood and yeah. it was there at the checkout. Yes, impulse, yes. But in B2B, it never works that way. Mm -mm. So you have to be giving people reason after reason after reason. You have to be doing it consistently. You have to be getting that message in front of them in as many places as makes sense for that specific persona. Yep. And it has to be messaging that's different from what they hear everywhere else. And your tagline is not going to sell for you. It has to be uh, well thought out. It has to be done in the right order. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple others that I have, I'm going to kind of mush them together a little bit. What to test. So how to progress, you know, learnings. And so like, let's say that people have some pretty good stuff out there, but then they don't know how to optimize it. Um, and then also, um, they're not even and, and I think not to not knowing what to test is closely connected to, are you tracking the right things? Do you understand what your marketing and your sales metrics are saying to you so that you get clarity on where to put your focus? This is a very good point because I often find the blind spots, even with large, well-established companies, and they've got you know a giant Salesforce instance, and they've got Tableau, and they've got all the supposed dashboards and information they need. But if when I ask questions about what's your average deal size, what buckets can we put those in? How long do you keep customers? How, how do you know? Cycle? How do you know if you're losing them? Yeah. Where are they going? Those are questions that make business owners and CEOs very nervous because they they start to realize, okay, actually, if I want to grow revenue, I have to understand how I should structure my marketing around selling more of the deal sizes that are going to give me the best quality of revenue. Is it going to be recurring revenue? Is it, you know, the biggest whales that I can land? How do I balance those things? So as I'm growing revenue, I'm doing it in a healthy way. And I'm targeting my marketing and my sales efforts toward the type of revenue I want to have for my business. And I know if it's at risk. Yep. Yep. I love it, love it, love it. I think that brings me to the end of mine um, in regards to the major things that I'm looking for in regards to why people are not growing faster. Any final thoughts for you? I would say it's always a good idea to renew your sense of purpose in mm. business. Yeah. Because if you're hitting that wall of frustration year after year, I'm not growing as fast as I want to be, it's easy to get stuck in the mindset of everything is hard, everything is frustrating, nothing is worth it. When actually, if you're in a worthy business and you're doing things right on purpose and you have strong core values and you're doing something different and better in the world, you need to remind yourself of that. Yeah. And then you need to remind everybody else. Yeah. And they're words of life that keep you going and that help then help people to really facilitate this is why we need to go hard and run faster and serve people well. I absolutely love that. And I'm actually going to throw one final one in. It's not quite as meaningful, but it is on the fun side. Doggone it. You got to be interesting. Like, especially the more competitive an environment you're in, your branding and your advertising and your culture needs to shine through where people are like, I love paying attention to that. That is fun. I like these people. Like you need to let your humanity infuse your communications. Right. That's when they say, shut up and take my money. Yes. 
And that's what you want. <laughs> yes, fast as possible. Exactly, exactly. So, well, Daisy, thank you so much. And thank you guys. Um, we will have a few additional resources in the show notes. And if you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button and we'll see you on the next episode. Onward and upward. We hope you learned something today that will help you succeed with your marketing. And if you liked what you heard, definitely give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Don't forget to check the show notes. We're sharing free tools and resources there. And you guys, we would love to hear your comments. So drop one in or send us an email and maybe we'll use your topic on a future show.